Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks again for joining us here on the broadcast, or if you're listening on the podcast or watching videos, thank you very much. I certainly appreciate it, and look forward to hearing from you. Now, when I closed yesterday's message, I reminded us that this discipleship walk with Christ truly is an all-or-nothing commitment, just as the loving commitment that Christ made for us with his life, death, giving up his life, and then his resurrection from the dead in order to give us this life. Not now, but not just now, but for eternity. I also mentioned that we were going to continue to track with this line of thinking that we are called to in order to continue to find out what it means for Christ to truly be Lord of our life. You can check that out at loveandlordship.com loveandlordship.com. That's our ministry website. There is a read, watch, or listen. You can find articles. You can watch videos. You can listen to the podcast, the audio uh, format of these, or you can go to the Podbean uh, icon near, near the bottom of that homepage or the Vimeo, little V, white V down at the bottom of the, of the uh, homepage as well. And you'll find any uh, and these and many more, I should say. Uh, I would love to know what you think about them. Uh, thank you for those who have contacted us or commented. I've seen you out at church or in public, and I certainly appreciate that. Those of you who know me and I know you and love to know more of you. And I'd love for us to continue this walk together as we, as we strive not only to be the disciples we're called to be, but make disciples that strengthen his church and advance his kingdom. So thank you for that. You can contact me at Love and Lordship. Love and the Lordship, A-N-D in the middle, love and Lordship all together at gmail.com. Love and Lordship at gmail.com. I appreciate hearing from you. Even if you disagree, you've heard me say that many times. I look forward to it because it challenges me, just as I pray these are doing for you. As we continue with these excellent devotionals and the challenges they present to us in line with God's Word, we find in today's Devo and Message a title that gives us a fresh an even stronger look at what it means to have Christ as Lord and or to determine who or what it is that is, that is actually guiding our life. As we've talked about many times in our uh, The Authority of Love book, broadcast and the podcast, there are many commands but no demands in Scripture. We are called to be obedient out of an overflow of our love for whoever is Lord capital L, Jesus Christ, or little L, Lord, me, the world, stuff, idols, Satan, because all of those can be lumped into one category. Apart from Christ, that's what they are. The old covenant said, you got to do this on your own out of duty. The new covenant said, Christ said, I have come not only to keep it, but to die for the forgiveness of your sins when you break that and to give you my Holy Spirit so that you out of love for me then, the love I've given to you, you can return it to me by choosing to obey these commands. He also makes it abundantly clear that there's no waffling when it comes to what it means to be his disciple and whether or not we are as it is found in Luke 14, 25 through 35. Let me give you three things very quickly. Number one, in every part of our life, he must be first above all else and all others. Can't be your, my disciple, he says, if anything takes priority over me. Number two, we must follow him with our whole heart. You build half a tower or have half the army and you don't have a strategy of faith. That's what he's really talking about. Walk with him. Then your half-hearted devotion is going to be a laughing stock, not only you, but your faith. And then number three, we must die to or deny ourselves and take up our cross, his cross for us, 
that we are called to bear. And if any of these we're not walking in and growing in, even as we may stumble along the way, but this is where our heart has to be set on, then we cannot be his disciples. And folks, that's what he saved us for. With this in mind, let's look at what Oswald Chambers calls the overmastering direction. Now, how's that for a title talking about lordship? The overmastering direction, you can find it on January 24th if you're following along in the My Utmost for His Highest print version or at myutmost.org. January 24th. Chambers uses Saul's conversion to Christ. He was given the new name of Paul, right? He uses this conversion as the focus for what it means for Christ to be the all-in-all master and Lord of our life. The overmastering direction based on Christ appearing to Saul and giving him this command and this appointment. Paul's telling this to the, the leaders near the end of the book of Acts in chapter 26, verse 16. He's saying to them, here's what happened in that vision. Jesus came to him and said, I have appeared unto you for this purpose. Chambers says, the vision Paul had on the road to Damascus was no passing emotion, but a vision that had very clear and emphatic directions, and I had commands, for him, for Paul. And he says, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Our Lord said, in effect, to Paul, your whole life is to be overmastered by me. You are to have no end, no aim, and no purpose but mine. I have chosen you. That, that's tough, but that's what we're called to, folks. That's what we're called to. That's what he died for. When we are born again, Chambers continues, we all have visions, if we are spiritual at all, of what Jesus wants us to be. And the great thing is to learn not to be disobedient to the vision, not to say that it cannot be attained. It is not sufficient to know that God has redeemed the world and to know that the Holy Spirit can make all that Jesus did effectual in me, have the same effect in me. I must have the basis of a personal relationship to him. Folks, that's powerful. And that's what we miss so often. We got people doing stuff, claiming they're saved. Look at all I'm doing, Jesus. But they're not developing and growing in that relationship with him. This is the message the Lord has given all of us as believers and that he has laid heavily on me to help disciple folks to walk with him as Lord and which can only be done as we do so in a love relationship with him that he gave his life so we could have that. The devotional continues, Paul was not given a message or a doctrine to proclaim. He was brought into a vivid, personal, overmastering relationship to Jesus Christ. Verse 16 is immensely commanding. Why? So I've appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness. There's nothing there apart from the personal relationship. Paul was devoted to a person, not to a cause. He was absolutely Jesus Christ. He saw nothing else. He lived for nothing else. For I determined not to know anything among you, he writes to the Corinthians in chapter 2, verse 2 in his first letter to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. You see, this is Paul's love response to and in this relationship and all the commands that Christ has given him to obey by Paul's choice in love for the Lord. 
And this is how we are called to respond as faithful followers in this same loving relationship that he sacrificed everything so that we could have it. Now, with this in mind, we're going to look at the January 25th Devo. You won't find this online. You'd have to have the print version. But in still higher for his highest, we're going to find out what the answer that Christ has truly given us this and why. And he entitles this one, Claiming All Sufficient Grace. Only way we can have it, folks. We don't deserve it, but he gives it to us anyway. In 2 Corinthians 9, 8, Paul states, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. You're not going to do this on your own, but he's giving you, giving you everything you need. Chambers says, when God brings us up against difficult circumstances that reveal the inability of our human nature, it is not that we may sink back and say, oh dear, I thought I should have been all right by now. No matter what stage you're in, it is that we may learn to draw on our union, our relationship with Jesus Christ. There it is. It's not a doctrine or message or theology as we just discussed previously in this episode in the earlier devotional, but a real, living, loving relationship with Jesus. That's what he wants you to come back to in the greatest of times, in the worst of times, and everywhere in between. You see, we draw on our union with Jesus Christ and claim that we have sufficient grace to do this particular thing according to God's will and provision. That may be to obey and follow through or to not disobey and walk into sin. If we are vitally connected with God, where am, I, where am I pointing back to? Christ overmastering direction or lordship, what we just talked about earlier. If we are vitally connected with God, in our thinking we shall find we can walk, but if we have not been thinking rightly, we will succumb. I cannot do this. If we are thinking along the line of God's grace that is able to make all grace abound unto us, we will not only stand, but walk as a son or daughter of God and prove that his grace is sufficient. That's what he gives you. That's what you can choose every time. Your flesh will give you another option. But by faith through grace, you have the Holy Spirit, what Christ has done, and you can choose accordingly. Overmastered by Christ and all that he came to freely give us through his grace. He, Chambers says, to be weak in God's strength is a crime. Why? Because we have chosen the flesh instead of by faith choosing his grace and the power that it brings in the Holy Spirit. That sounds really harsh. But if we truly believe in Christ and who he said that he was and is, and all that he claimed that he came to do, then it really is a crime to discount him and the relationship we have with and in him and walk around in half-hearted devotion and weakness. The questions then have to be, number one, are we walking with Christ as Lord according to his word? In other words, and in line with today's message, are you walking in his overmastering direction in every part of your life? Is there any better direction than what the king and creator of the universe and giver of your life and of all life is there any better direction than what he has for you? Number two, are you doing so in the only way possible? In a loving relationship with him that allows you to claim his all-sufficient grace. It really is the only way this can happen. I want to close 
with this thought again from Oswald Chambers that drives this point home from Scripture and the extent of our faith. When the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? We all have faith in good principles, in good management, in good common sense, but who among us has faith in Jesus Christ? Physical courage is grand. Moral courage is grander. But the man who trusts Jesus Christ in the face of the terrific problems of life is worth a whole crowd of heroes. My question, do you know him? And therefore, are you walking by grace in that relationship with him? Here's our action, love and action items. Spend time with God in his word, prayer, and listening and begin with these scriptures in this message and do it every day. Just five minutes to start with if you've not done Five to ten. Promise if you do that, there'll be, it'll be a great return from him by grace in your life. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you as you do this. Number three, begin today to think about and journal the things in your life that are driving your decisions, actions, and relationships. What are they, where are they leading you as the overmastering direction of your life? You need to know what those are. And number four, if Christ is not truly Lord of your life, then what, based on what you just journaled, needs to change to make him the overmastering Lord to you? What do you need to change in this relationship to know his all-sufficient grace in all things? Now, tomorrow's Wednesday. It's Wednesday for Women with Adia Wushner from Kentucky Right to Life. She's going to join us and discuss more issues in our culture, education system, and government, and even in our churches and how they affect us today. Invite others to join us. Thank you for joining us and for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ.